0: Got a guy that's done a lot of good things for the Town of Wyndham since he became the Town Engineer in 1992, and he decided it's time to hang up his spikes. Joe Gardner, the retiring Town Engineer, joins me this morning. Joe, good to get you on the air to talk about some of the things that you've been involved with in your 30 years as Town Engineer at Wyndham. Good morning to you. What was it about the Town of Wyndham that attracted you to sign on here? Well... I actually was working as a consultant
1: from the town, starting back in nineteen eighty seven and uh the engineering firm I worked for we did primarily work for small towns in in eastern connecticut and uh when Wyndham decided to uh go back to a full time town engineering town engineer, I applied for the job and uh was lucky enough to be hired.
0: Who was it that hired you? Who was in charge of that process back then? Um, Walter Polakiewicz. Yes, indeed. He manages Had a birthday, I think, yesterday, as a matter of fact, too. So before you got that, who was doing the job that you have done since? Oh, my goodness. The engineer before me? Was it like a part-time thing? It sounds like they beca- it became a full-time thing when you came on board.
1: Right. Well, yeah, in 87 um we worked part-time for the town. Uh we'd do as needed, uh, design a water main, sewer, that type of thing. And the workload just kept get, kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and and Walter said, uh, you know, it's time to go back to having a full-time person here every day instead of, you know, hiring a consultant. And it was actually less uh money to hire someone full-time, then they keep paying a consultant.
0: All right, so what's the job description of the town engineer? What things in Wyndham are you in charge of? Well,
1: uh, you wear a lot of hats. Um, Could be doing the monitoring reports for the landfills, uh, road designs, sidewalks, water, sewer, uh, building renovations, restorations. Pretty much, uh, you name it, um, it's going to come to me in the end. I always tell people, if you see a road ripped up in uh, town, it's usually I'm involved with it.
0: Yeah, I was texting with Jim Rivers, the town manager, yesterday, and he said, paved every road in town but recycling way. How come that didn't get the, the the repaving job? Oh
1: well, there's always a lot of truck traffic there, and uh, you know it was a tiny little road, so uh, you know it just wasn't a priority to get done. Uh, we concentrated on the roads where people lived on the residential areas, and um, you know tried to do sidewalks in those areas at the same time. So. Um, we have 90 miles of road, and we paved 89.9 miles of the roads.
0: Whose whose job is it to fix the potholes? The town engineer get involved in that too, because this is the time of the year we're starting to see some of those things appearing.
1: No, that would be public works. Um, You know, you call it the public works, and they put it on a schedule, and then they go out and uh, patch them.
0: Joe, you talked about the many hats you wore as town manager before recently retiring. What part of the job did you like the best? Oh, uh, (laughs) I like fixing things. Uh, I tell people
1: I have the best job in town. I get to fix things. Um, I take great satisfaction to see a road that hasn't been paved in 30 years to get paved, to fix a sidewalk that has been there for 50, 60, 70 years, falling apart to go out and replace that sidewalk. I found that to be you know, one of the great things that I get to do. And again, I tell people all the time, I have the best job.
0: All right. And then conversely, of all the hats you wear as town manager, what's the part of the job that you liked the least?
1: Well, I... I Really can't say I didn't like doing anything. Um you know, it it's been such an enjoyable thing fixing up the like the fire, the safety complex, put a roof on it, replace the doors, replace the windows, replace the heating system. Um you know, I, I can't say there's anything really bad about this job, disagreeable. It's you know, it's I get up every day and I'm ready to come to work.
0: That's quite a tribute, and that's a great story about how much you enjoyed what you did. Jim Rivers called you a very proficient and efficient engineer. Turn back the clock here. What was it about engineering that initially floated your boat? When did you first begin to get engineering on your future horizon?
1: I knew when I was in junior high school that I wanted to be a civil engineer. I was a kid out there building dams and brooks. Um, in streams, building little dams, flooding up the water, and I I knew from back then that I wanted to be a civil engineer, and I also knew that I wanted to work for a town in the end, and uh, working for a consulting company, you bounce around from town to town, you do a job with them, and then you move on, and uh, you make relationships with the people for a year or two, and then boom, the job's over. You don't see him again. So, uh, yeah, I, I always knew I wanted to become a town engineer
0: and stay at one place for a long time. And you did that. And I'm not aware of a lot of people who saw their career path when they were in middle school, but you stayed true to form. So you eventually go to high school and then college. Tell me what courses that you specified in, both in high school and in college, to become a civil engineer
1: well it's all math you know it's just every different math course that they offer you end up taking calculus differential equations um it's it's all everything you do is based on mathematics and uh so you go through all of that and you know same thing in college the first couple years physics chemistry all those type of things and then in the last two years of college, is when you get into all the technical courses, hydrology, hydraulics. Uh, you know, and, and I had a choice of either going into structural, like designing bridges, or I liked hydrology and hydraulics. Again, going back to playing in the rivers and the water, and uh, so I concentrated on that, which is what a town engineer mostly does: is get involved in water, sewer, drainage. And, uh, you know, there I went. And uh, so I graduated from uh, UMass. And back then, my tuition was $125 a semester. Room and board was $400. When I mean, you think what people pay today to go to college is just astronomical, the difference.
0: That's a great story. And in your UMass classes... What class was it where you learned how to build an intermodal transportation center?
1: <laughs> well, I didn't. I did do some uh, structural early on, but uh, the intermodal was designed by uh, a specialty firm that out of Boston that does nothing but parking garages, and we went through an interview process, and we hired Walker Consultants, and uh, they were a pleasure to deal with. Uh, totally knowledgeable on parking garages. And, um, you know, we started that in around 2010. And I've worked with the same engineer on that project throughout the whole, the whole project.
0: And as I understand it, that parking garage, the Intermodal Transportation Center, as I guess it's formally known as, didn't that come in on time and under budget? Yes, we, we completed two months ahead of the contractor's schedule,
1: and about $1.2 million under the appropriation.
0: So tell me about some of the features of that. There's people listening now that know that it exists, but they never actually had to use it. Maybe sometime down the road they, were, but what make, they will. But what makes that particular parking garage unique, special, and certainly efficient?
1: Well, it's, um, we made the decision early on not to put in uh, gates and turnstiles Um, because that's difficult to go in there and take the turn up the ramp with a gate. Um, So we have kiosks in there for when eventually we do start charging people who want to park in there long-term or, you know, for more than a couple hours. So you can drive right in. You go up the ramp. You park in your spot. uh, You get in the uh, elevator, which is a new type of elevator. They no longer have pits in them. They're all uh, trackless. Uh, They're just run on electronic, electronics, and, uh, you know, it's all glass, so that uh, for visibility, we have 25 cameras in there covering every angle of the garage. We can see who gets on the elevator, who gets off the elevator. Uh, there are warning stations. We have one electrical charging station in there. Right now, we're hoping to put a solar system on the roof, and then we would put in additional charging stations as part of that project.
0: You mentioned the police fire contract or complex from earlier in your time as town engineer. But was that Intermodal Transportation Center the biggest project that you were in charge of, or at least that you oversaw during your 29-plus years as town engineer? Yes, it was. And I remember one day when uh, it was under construction, and uh, you and I and Jim Rivers and some other folks were up there on the top floor. You gave us the tour through the whole building. That was a big project. Did you give a lot of tours for people to show them what the progress and what the garage was all about?
1: Yeah, we we did show a lot of people. We had, um, Joe Masolisi just loved going over there. Matt Vertifei's father, Al Verdefe we took him over there. And we'd give him hard hats and vests and Go over there and watch the the work going on, and yeah, it, it was it was very exciting to uh, to see that going on.
0: And there's also a plan for Wyndham to go green with solar panels. Where does that stand right now, and what kind of role did you have in the consul- consultation or the advice for it? We
1: uh, we contract with Titan Energy as our energy consultant. We actually did an RFP to hire them, and then uh, I work with them to do RFP to hire solar companies that do the physical installation um, of the solar panels on the garage and also for the closed landfill on Plains Road. We've gone through that process, and now we're in the, the hard part where the financing company is negotiating with a town attorney on a contract and, Rich Cody is going through everything, making sure that we're going to get uh, best protected and uh, we're going to actually, uh, you know, generate income from these projects.
0: Joe, I'm sure that since you attended UMass, technology has changed. So in your term as town engineer in Wyndham, did you have to, like, take some refresher courses on some things, on how technology had changed from what you originally had learned?
1: Oh, it's been pretty much on-the-job training. You know, when, when I started here, um, I didn't even have a computer on my desk. Uh, we had a secretary who
0: did all the typing. and I, would... I don't think anybody had computers back in 92.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we would type it up, uh, handwrite it, take it out to the secretary, and she would type it up. And, when, and even back when I was in college, when I started out, we were using slide rules and then we went to calculators and uh you know look at everything now i can't do anything without a computer everything's everything's on a computer
0: do you still know how to use a slide rule
1: <laughs> i pray uh
0: I was an engineering student at UConn for a while, too, and, yeah, I had to use slide rules back in those days. You didn't have the pocket calculators or even the things that are on phones these days. So after 29-plus years as the Wyndham Town Engineer, what was the mindset behind the decision to hang up your spikes and retire?
1: Well, I just turned 70. So, you know, it's time to uh, sit back, let somebody else come in here and uh, take over and... uh, you know, it's time for me
0: to uh throw out the pasture, I guess. Do we know who that person is going to be yet? Who will be the next town engineer in Wyndham? Yes, his name
1: is Brian Tarbell. Um, you know, there's a real shortage of civil engineers. Um, right now, DOT is looking for, I think, 16. So they did a, uh, an advertising in several newspapers, trade journals, that type of thing. They had two applicants for my job. And, uh, they interviewed both of them. One was a lady engineer. They both graduated from UConn the same year. And from the time they had the interviews to the setting up a meeting the next week with the town manager, um, the female engineer had an offer from another company more than what the town was offering. So that put it down to one candidate and, uh, Luckily, he's got a lot of relevant experience. He's wrapping up a DOT bridge project right now and doing all that paperwork. And God bless him. If he can do all the DOT paperwork, he can move right in here.
0: Joe, what are you going to miss the most about being town engineer for so long?
1: Oh, getting up and going out to construction jobs. Yeah, Again, I get great satisfaction when we see a road get paved, sidewalks get put in, a water main get done. A sidewalk uh a sewer man get installed, and knowing that you're making the town better, you know when we replaced hundred year old water mains that were undersized with brand new ones, and the fire protection in that whole area of town gets improved, you know that that's that's a great feeling
0: you gonna still wear the hard hat around the house
1: <laughs> you know I've had one in my truck for so long uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Joe, great 29 and change years as Wyndham Town Engineer. Thank you for your service, and enjoy your retirement, my friend. Alrighty, righty. Okay, thanks. Thanks for joining us this morning. The retiring town engineer for Wyndham, Joe Gardner.